Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, John Sonmez from SimpleProgrammer.com, and I am here with Ari Lamstein, who is uh, is a student of the the blogging course I put together and uh, and and one of the simple programmer community who has really uh, like taken to heart a, a lot of the, uh, the advice in the course and has actually built uh, his own product and has shipped it and launched it. And uh, I got an email from Ari uh, the other day uh, talking about uh, the success of that. And I thought this would be kind of cool to share, to share this, especially since I've been thinking about putting together a course more focused on entrepreneurship, on building an online business. Uh, I've been emailing, you know, Ari and I have been corresponding back and forth about some of the um, aspects of, of 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 building that, which which I don't really cover in the in the blogging course necessarily, but uh, but it's it's kind of cool to see someone who's successful, and I thought that all of you could benefit from hearing Ari's story and and uh, and and hopefully to to realize that it's that it's something that is definitely possible for anyone to do, and uh, and and see uh, yeah. So anyway, w- welcome Ari. Thanks thanks for doing this. Thanks a lot for having me, and thanks a lot for putting together your free course on blogging. It was definitely a big help for me when I first started out. Awesome, yeah, no, glad glad that uh, that it could help you. So, tell me a little bit about your uh, your well, who you, who are you? <laughs> what is your background? Yeah, let's get into that first. My name is Ari Lamstein, and. Um, about two years ago, I started working on this very small uh, software, data science, data visualization, whatever you want to call it, project. Uh, basically, I was working at an online real estate company, and we had a lot of information um, about sales leads for different regions, states, counties, zip codes prices of of things, all this spatial data. And I was using the R programming language to analyze a lot of it. And what I really needed was an easier, quicker way to make maps of that data. And so I built it and I shared it with the community. It's an open source project. It's called, it is a very funny name. So (laughs) please bear with me. It's called Choropleather. So Choropleth is and maybe we could put up a, an image of a choropleth map. Everyone knows what a choropleth map is. No one's heard of the term. It's right. if you, well, this is a presidential election here. So you're going to see that red state, blue state map. And that's a choropleth map. It's just any map that shows regions, in that case, states, and expresses values for those regions through color, in that case, red and blue for Republican and Democrat. So I needed to make uh, countless choropleth maps of all sorts of regional data. And I released that as an open source project called Choropleth R because it's in the R programming language. And I started doing some blogging and public speaking about it. And then when I left my company, I wanted to continue it and I could because it was open source and Um, I didn't have a platform anymore because I wasn't at the company to talk about it. And that's when I discovered your blogging course. And I thought uh, I should start blogging about this. You know, that's the, it's a project that is under continuous development and it needs a home to discuss updates and communicate with people. And I guess six months later, I, Well, the next step after that was to create a free email course like yours based around the project. Right. And it's called Learn to Map Census Data in R, which lets you make all these sorts of beautiful 
informative maps about US demographics at the state, county, and zip code level and look at historical data. And I followed that up in December with a course, a paid course, all about all of the maps, 200 plus maps that Choroplether ships with. And that's where I'm at now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's, it's great to see, to see you, you know, doing those steps to, to get to the point where, and, and now, I mean, you're, you're selling that course, right? You just launched that course and you're making money from that. that yes. Course. Yes. So in terms of numbers, uh, I have about 1500 people have taken my free course, learn to map census data in R and the paid course, um, grossed about $3,500 in the first month. Oh, wow. That's great. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so, so this, this is the question that I want to ask you because I think everyone who just heard that is asking this question. They're like, how, how can I do this? Like, I mean, so, so I guess what I want to ask you is, did you think you could do this? Like when you first came into this idea, first started your blog, did this seem possible? Absolutely not. And like, why not? There's, so yeah. the only the the main reason why I'm here, being candid with you about the numbers, and I'm planning to have a guest blog post on a, a very large, prominent R blog, detailing the launch process and the numbers, is uh, the main problem that I would like to solve in the world <laughs> is right. to help open source software developers um, make money f directly from the open source software they, they, they create. Because by definition, it, it's almost like a, like one of those Buddhist uh, Cohen problems of like, what's the sound of one hand clapping? You know, if you give the product away for free, the software, how can you possibly make money from it? Right. And in my case, so I think that's an open question in general that all open source developers are uh, facing. And in my case, creating a course based on a paid course based on the software and the problem that the software solves, you know, it, it paid rent for, for at least one month. And, I'd like to share that story with more open source developers because I think many of them would be happy to, even if it's just $3,000 over the lifetime of the, right. of the course to make money to get something. Um, and there's other benefits that I never expected, which is the consulting leads I get now are much higher quality. And I think that's simply because there is a paid course out there with right. the topic. So a different type of person um, is now interested in contacting me. And, and a third reason why I wanted to share that number is, and this is something I, I didn't, couldn't have possibly understood before I started making money from the course is uh, the course provides value to people. Like yeah. uh, technology is very hard to learn. Like people aren't giving this to me as a donation. I am it, it takes a long time to learn how to do these very technical tasks. And um, that course solves an important problem for people. And uh, so there's value for the open source community as well. In that case, the, the people who use the open source software. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the key. Like, I think a lot of people just do, don't understand the, the key to making to making any kind of money is you, you're it's you're always providing value to someone like exactly. <laughs> the more people you provide value to the more money that, that you'll you'll be able to make and the other the other interesting thing about this that you know I think uh, you, you just uh, I'd, I'd like to get your take on it because at least for me this is this is one one aspect of it that um, that a lot of people I think don't realize which is how much uh, so you probably made pretty pretty good money as a software developer you probably make Know, pretty good salary, especially yeah. you know you have your highly technical, high, highly specialized. But how different does it feel, even though it's not a huge amount of money to make <laughs> money from your course? Right? I want you to explain this to people because someone who hasn't sold something online, right, doesn't understand the 
the difference of that, even though it's just they look at just the numbers and they're like, well, you know, but tell tell everyone or tell me how much that, you know, how different that feels. Um, it's and why? Yeah, <laughs> why yeah that's you, that's such an interesting question. Um, I'll tell you, I'll answer maybe a, a, a different question first, because the, okay. the most prominent thing in my mind is how scary the launch was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I want to tell you a bit about the so the the course has two price points. It's $99 for the base version. And by the way, John, if you want the free version, I'll give you the free version. I'll give you a 100% discount. You, you've earned right. it. <laughs> and then there's a secondary version if you want an hour consultation. It's $199. Yep. But you might ask, like the most logical question is, how did you come up with those numbers? Um, <laughs> because there's much. As someone who's a who does data analysis for a living, I do. I describe myself as a software engineer and data analyst. Um, I'd like to have a great deal of confidence about those numbers, and right. <laughs> and I don't. And I'd like to tell you how they came about. So, I used a software called Teachable for my my course, and they have these wonderful webinars like to help first time teachers, and. The CEO runs them, and all he does is, well, there's one portion of each webinar. I've seen many of them. He just screams at the students, charge more, charge exactly. more. Everyone is not is underselling themselves, and he says, I'm not just saying that. I have proof, and he's done. He gave away his one course he gave away for free. He did for 25%, and then various charge points, price points, and everyone um, the people who paid the most completed the course the most, which was surprising. And yeah. there, there were less refunds for the highest price point. So I said, instead of charging $25, which is the price of a book, you know, after having him scream at me countless times, I'll charge 50. And then the night before the launch, I was getting drinks with my friend. And he said, Ari, he's my friend, Tom, I'll, I'll call him out by name. Yeah. He said, Ari, there's very little difference between $49 and $99. He said, if someone's willing to pay $45, they are willing to pay $99. And so we were there. He was buying buying me drinks. We got a little drunk. And I said, fine, I'll, I'll go home and I'll change the number to $99. Yeah. And, and I did. And no one complained about the price. So that that was probably the biggest, regarding the money, that was the biggest shock for me that, um, that, that money works that way. <laughs> right. And the, the, the reason is because uh, I've been studying pricing quite a bit with Brennan Dunn, and he says people are paying for the shortcut. You know, these are probably analysts who have to um, map their data, or they, it, it provides them a tremendous benefit at their job to be able to present this, this data visually. And you're helping them, and it helps them make money. Yeah. So that's that's one way that the prices work, and uh, for me, you're right that the money is much less than I could make as a full-time software engineer if I went back to that. Um, but it is it's incredible validation. Yes, you know, I had been giving away the software free for two years, and I knew that scientists uh, at the CDC and researchers all over the world had been using it because they contact me and ask me for free technical support, which I, I provide. So actually getting money for it, um, it still shocks me. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a shock. So that's a very long answer. I hope it's not too long, but it's, um, it's something I've, I've been thinking about a lot and I'm still in the process of sort of um, working through this big issue of how to make money from giving the software away for free. Because I, for me, the biggest thing is I want to continue developing it. I want to write more software packages. And if I can't make, if I can't pay rent and health insurance every month right. from doing that, then I have to do something else, which means I'm, that software doesn't get to a level of maturity and doesn't stay up to date in the way that I think I want it to and the users want it to. 
So sorry, that's a very long-winded answer. I may not have like accurately answered the original question you had, but it's the most accurate answer for um, how I'm thinking about money right now in terms of um, the products I make and so on. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Like, I'm glad to hear the, the whole the story behind it. It's funny, too, because you say the pricing. And when you tell me the $99 and the $199 price point, the first thing that comes to my mind is that's too low. <laughs> <laughs> and then the $199, I think, oh, my gosh, you're giving away consulting time for $100. Like, that's crazy. You could be charging, you could be charging $1,000 for that hour of consulting time. Uh, uh, let me. So let me tell you something. When I hear that, because I, I do hear that from you, and I'm in Brennan Dunn's course now, uh, Double Your Freelancing Clients. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's clearly the goal because, you know, if I, if I could pay rent and health insurance every month with, with pure products, I mean, from my perspective, there are so many exciting – I'm basically I'm, – I'm doing this – not, I mean, writing open source software is interesting to me, but the most interesting, like the real, the thing that that excites me most is doing my own research with yeah. my own with my own software, and yeah. I've I've done a bit of that. Like I did a post on the demographics of, and maybe we can include a link to this. Um, I when I did my zip code mapping package, I hooked it up to this U.S. Census Bureau. And you can see a segregation in San Francisco. Like the zip code, the whitest zip code and the blackest zip code are literally as far apart as possible within the city of San Francisco. And when you see it on a map, um, that's shocking. And, and I have a, a talk, I, I did some public speaking in November about mapping census data, which is all about these sorts of facts. Like, and then year over year, the biggest demographic changes have been in North Dakota because oh, wow. of fracking. And oh, yeah. so their, their median income shot up through the roof. It's the largest increase in, in state income, median income. And they also have the sharpest decrease in median age, which presumably is because these young workers on these, um, this oil equipment, this fracking equipment, and I'd, I'd love, and again, no one's paying me to do these analyses and publish them, right. but I'd love to, I'm searching for income sources that will fund more of this R&D. Um, so that's, that's basically the motivation. That's, this is why I was willing to give up a large um, full-time income. Yeah. Is to write yeah. the software. And, and from where I'm sitting, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there's so much high quality, interesting data and reducing the cost of uh, making it easier for analysts to map that data, to get that data and incorporate cross-reference it with their own proprietary data about where they're selling and so on, what are the demographics is I think just, um, it's such an exciting area. So that's another motivation. Sorry again. We once I get going on this, I could talk all day about it. We we may have I may be a bad interviewee, and you can edit this out if you want. But no, no, no. This is this <laughs> this is the best. This is what you know. You're excited about something. You've got Absolutely. a story to tell. This is what this is what people want to hear because because oh, everyone. I, I think I mean you're you're hitting on some key things that a lot of people are probably going to relate to. You know, I, I talked about this in a, in a post I did about the four levels of developer freedom, and I talked about how you know the first level is you. Work Work for someone else and the second level is everyone wants to be a freelancer get out on their own and then they realize they got a bunch of bosses right and then you hit that third mm -hmm. level it's like oh I, if i could sell a product and then you you sell a product and you realize that well you got to build the product that people will buy or they want that's not necessarily what you want to do and then you hit that fourth level is you know when you get enough income coming in or the freedom that you can support yourself but you can do what you really want to do that doesn't necessarily make money and I think that's where that's where I hear you wanting to get to. Which Absolutely. Is, yeah, which is awesome. Which is you know that's that's the whole road. You know that's the whole reason why I I I'm 
really focusing on helping developers now get on that entrepreneurial path because that's the only way to get there really unless you win the powerball lottery <laughs> so as, as some guy who has some mathematical training please do not buy the powerful <laughs> uh, here's something i don't understand right this is just blows my mind okay when it's like a hundred million dollars okay not everyone's buying tickets but when it's a billion dollars now as if it makes a difference as if suddenly now i mean you're confident as, as if now if you if i i wouldn't go to the convenience store if i'm only going to win a hundred million dollars but if i'm going to win a billion then i'm going to go and buy tickets it doesn't make any sense to me right like just i don't understand that mentality like now that it's so much more because a hundred billion dollars wasn't enough i mean a hundred billion yeah. wasn't enough that would uh you know but a billion that'll that'll get me out of my seat i don't get it but. here's here's my biggest problem is the it's like the duplicity and immorality of the government in the lottery because it the immorality is that it's most it's a regressive tax in that the the poorest <laughs> people by yeah. by the most tickets so you're you're harming people you're harming the people that the government should not be harming right by doing that um people who are wealthy do not who have this 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 money that they could give to the government for for nothing um are not doing it in terms of taxation and then the immorality is that i can't run my own lottery only the government can i i don't understand why gambling is only legal for the government to do that that makes no sense to me at all right so um i i don't like the lottery for a whole number of reasons it, it's an interesting concept actually to tie it right into our conversation too because well where i was talking about about the money that you make that you could obviously make more as just doing full-time software development but you made yes. this money from this this launch it kind of ties to the lottery thing because i think it's the same and this is something that a lot of people don't understand and say oh I, i'd want to win the lottery no, you wouldn't want to win the lottery because the money that you make that you like, you know, there's the entrepreneurial thing of building the, the product of, of having the idea of building the website and getting the people on the email list and, and being scared and not knowing the pricing and launching the thing and then being successful. Even if you only make a hundred bucks, I mean, when you make some money that way, that money is so much more enjoyable yes. than if someone dropped a million dollars in your lap. Absolutely. And from from someone who, you know, most people think, oh no, I would rather just have a million dollars dropped in my lap. And I'm, you know, having having seen it on, on both sides, like, no, you wouldn't. You you yeah. have more value than 10 bucks you made just purely from yourself than, you know, because you know that because it's it's validation. Like I think you said, it's like you yes. made that money. So yeah. So I have two things to say about that. I think that a lot of winners I read somewhere have a very high rate of uh, dying by homicide. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just to clarify things. Um, um, and I think especially a high rate of homicide by family members is what I heard. Yeah. Um, and the money that I've made from this course is... Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Um, when I was making, and I, and I'll tell you, for me personally, it, I never felt. Um, I I guess I have felt some enjoyment from it, but what I really think in terms of the money is, when I was, you know, I liked I liked my job. I've I've always been pretty blessed, I, and I think in San Francisco there's a lot of really high quality software team. So I, I always felt that I was on a really high quality team with, you know, generally pretty good people. But what I really wanted, what I woke up every day thinking is I would gladly make half as much money to work half as much. Yeah. And, and then spend the other half of my time working on exactly what I'm doing now. And uh, in some sense, this is this is less than ideal because, you know, here I am talking about on this path that I'm on. Um, I'm still trying to get to a point where, you know, Brendan Dunn talks a lot about this of, of not just freelancing, but being very confident you're going to be paying your bills month after month after month. I'm, uh, I've made money and I'm not quite there. So it, it's less than ideal, but... Uh, 
you're you're right. I mean, having happy customers based around um, software and ideas that that um, I have put forth myself is uh, it, it's a totally different thing than than salary income. It's right. um, and uh, one the reason why I, I I wanted to be here on this on this podcast with you is I really wanted to reach more. Uh, people who are maybe in that position I was two years ago where I was spending my nights and weekends for my full-time job hacking away on this project that was very exciting for me that uh, a lot of people of my coworkers or, or people in my peer group were saying, you know, this is a sort of a silly thing. You know, why would you spend your nights and weekends on this? And And I saw it as very exciting. And on the internet, I could reach some people who were very excited about it as well. And I, I really want to reach them and tell them, you know, first of all, take, take John's course about creating a blog. You know, the, 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 the trajectory that I see for going from a hobby open source project to income is uh, have a blog for your project. Um, and then the next step is try and, you know, public speaking is very good and running free workshops is very good. But, you know, read stuff by, for example, Nathan Barry and create a free course yourself where you can get the email addresses of people who are interested in updates to your software and so on. A free course is very good for that. And then it paid, at some point, you'll probably have too much material to you know, blog posts simply, and a free course simply won't be enough to do justice to the topping. And at, at that point, I think a free, a paid course is a good next step. And I think that the money you get from the paid course will be good. But, but like I said, a month later, um, big uh, household name companies are contacting me about consulting work. And that's something that I think could only happen with a paid course. So yeah. that's that's really the like the I'm very happy to talk with you finally, and that's very nice. But um, I really want uh, open source software developers to to think to know that uh, you you can make you can make rent money from from a course around your topic, and the course that I'm doing is so unbelievably specific. I mean, people in R who <laughs> want to make choropleth yeah. maps. And you had a blog post by one of the mentors in the W Freelancing Clients program, Philip Morgan, whose specialization. Yes. specialization. And yeah, he's been I, on, on here. Yeah. Has he been? Have you interviewed him as well? Yeah. 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 Oh. He's been on here. Yep. He's great. Yep. He's my mentor. I have since him becoming my mentor. I've read everything. I've listened to like his entire podcast yep. <laughs> of uh, it's called the Consulting Pipeline Podcast, and and I've emailed him like like you. I've pestered him hundreds of times for for free advice. He's given it to me. Now he's my mentor. I get I get a lot of advice from him starting this Friday, I believe. And um, yeah, the niche. Uh, having a specific niche is good. I mean, I just gave a webinar, a free webinar for people who bought my course. And someone asked me some question and I went to my blog and I was just going back and back and back to find the answer. And I was like, God, this guy who has this blog, he just doesn't shut up about statistical maps and R. Like, like you'd think he'd be done talking about it. And I'm like, no, I have, I have so much more to say. So... Um, and that's the thing about open source software. By definition, you're solving a very, very specific problem. And exactly, you, yeah. you may think that it's too specific, but in fact, that specificity is winds up being a plus. As exactly. an example, so as an example, I'm pleased doing these statistical maps, and I use the Census Bureau and the unemployment data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics as my sort of go-to examples I blog to about a lot. And so take a guess. Who do you think contacts me the most about the software? This about is a fun, fun exercise. Who do you think wants to create statistical maps? Uh, politicians, maybe. Uh, brand, you, big brands. Yeah. So, trying to sell to demogra different demographics. 
I keep on expecting politicians to contact me. That that hasn't happened yet. But the number one are epidemiologists. And oh, interesting. Okay. So the the people who map diseases, and there's oh, okay. a lot of them out there. I had to look up like is an epidemiologist what I think it is, and you know, <laughs> I was right. So these guys, they like the CDC runs all these um, things about where are sick people and what kind of diseases are where, and um, there's a lot of people, I guess, in private industry who who map this stuff too, and this software really helps them. And the other people are economists who are mapping like unemployment or like things that correlate with income and um, unemployment. So they're constantly mapping stuff as well. So that was a big surprise for me because when you start, uh, I think, and the message there for um, other people who are either considering creating an open source project or working in depth is your users, you know, a common sent, uh, phrase maybe you say or other people say is your customers aren't you. And so the people who wind up using this software um, have a different background than me, which, um, you know, of course, of course, that's surprising the first time it happens. It's always surprising, I think, for everyone when you develop something and the customers are have a different background or different needs than you expect, but there's still some sort of meeting of, of the minds there. That, that's been very surprising and enjoyable too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you're definitely right about the specialization. This is the thing that people doubt the most. I think is no one really, very few people realize how large the world is and just, you know, every specialty, like the being more specialized is the, is the key. I remember when you first told me when I was first getting the emails, from you from replying from the blogging course and i saw that you're specializing in in r and in the map i was like oh this is perfect this is exactly the kind of you want to specialize in because this is there's going to be i mean when you when the the, the the awesome thing about what you're doing is the person that's looking to use r to create the 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 map i forgot the name the call call Cor coro coroplast it's it's the worst coroplast. Whoever invented this, like a hundred in the eighteen hundreds, he he did me a great disservice. Yeah. <laughs> he could have called it pretty colored map, but he went with coroplet. <laughs> the the coroplet map, because uh, they well, but in some way, you know, the person who's looking for it, maybe they search in coroplet map or whatever, and they're going to come up with your site now for sure. I would I would I would bet, but when they see that they're like this is exactly what i want right it, because it's it's not you know this this large thing so they're so they're you know they're clicking that buy button like crazy and that's the thing is you know you know when you know from it, it depends so like you know you're talking about the pricing and and you start off you have to start off at the smaller pricing at some point like when you build the confidence you'll realize that someone would instantly buy what you're selling for $1000 because because if you, when you solve someone's problem, they're like, I, I'm going to make more than that money from that, you know, I mean, uh, but, but it's, but it's, it's a gradual thing. But my point is really that, that you're, you're so specific that you're solving the exact problem that someone has. And when you solve someone's exact problem, there are so many people out there that have that problem. So you've got an audience and you, when you reach them so well, that's the thing that, that makes the, the better that's business. Than, yeah. I'll tell you another thing about pricing. So when I told you I was originally going to sell my course for $25 and then um, through peer pressure, I went up to 49 and then finally 99. Yeah. But the, the reason for 25 was to compare it to a print book. But when you're up at, at 99, you could look, you start comparing it to other things such as professional training, like exactly. a, work, a professional workshop. So there are, or, or a college credit, like a college course. Um, right. You know, look at tuition. People say, oh, all these, these educational materials are free. But look at tuition for a private, a private university. So, right. and, and I'm not knocking private universities. I'm just uh, trying to point out to, to people who are struggling with this issue right now that there are... Um, all sorts of price points for all sorts of different services out there. Yeah, 
and and, and, the, and you know in in the places where you're helping someone to make money that's where it makes a huge huge difference yes i mean i i've invested you know what i what i've thought would be at one point in my life would have thought it been a lot of money, but I, I've bought a course for a thousand dollars to $2,000 because I know I'm going to make more than that money because it's helping me to make money. It's an yeah, obvious investment in my, in, it's a tool. And you know, when you look at it that way, then that price point, it, it, it really does change. It, it's amazing how much, you know, I know that I'm underselling some of my stuff now as I'm realizing this, but, um, but you, you kind of got to start, start somewhere and, and realize the, <laughs> that where, where people put the put the value but but yeah that's there, awesome I'm, okay. there's one other message i want to give to the other open source developers who you know like i said are maybe debating whether to how to to put more into their project or 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 whatnot i wish i had the confidence to specialize sooner and i wish you know for example at one point, I guess there's two messages. At, at one point, I was debating whether I could specialize in R, whether, for example, I had to learn Python. You know, I, I've programmed in for many years in C++, PHP, MySQL, and now R, and Python is, is widely becoming used for data analysis. And I thought, well, if I want to, you know, go out there, should I also learn Python as well? Right. And I think that's that was a mistake. You know, I want to learn Python at at some point. Um, I'm sure I will, and I'll do interesting projects in Python at some point in the future. But in terms of starting my business, I I could have I didn't need to do that at that point. I could have just doubled down on a, a project that had already been validated as being useful to people and started to monetize around that. Right. So I I wish I did that sooner. And, and, you know, and the, the key thing, you know, and yeah, and, and you're absolutely right, because by specializing so much, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's a very, you, you've got the exact customer, you, you're going to hit that exact problem. And then as you build up, and see, now you're you're in this, the phase where, I mean, I think you still have a lot of depth here, but you'll eventually probably hit this point where you've got enough people coming in, you've got enough authority, right, in this area as a, as a and, and you'll be able to spread out a little bit and be more of a general instead of being just the R, I'm going to say the Coleomath. 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 The guy, again, that, that you'll be able to, maybe then you include Python and you're like, yeah. now it's more of the data analyst. Maybe, you, you know what I mean? Like it can go and grow from there, but being more specific to start, I mean, we'll look at simple programmer, right? What do, it's, a, it's a much broader thing now. Of course, I didn't have a, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't have someone telling me or helping me with, I was just figuring out as I was go. So I didn't really, I'm not, you know, I didn't have a plan, but now looking at it, it's like, well, you know, it, it makes sense now, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, but that's, I think that's the key is like you start out with that very special specific specialty and then you can, you can kind of grow and branch out and be more yeah. broad, but people try to be broad and generalist and yes. you just can't get any traction that way. And that's the problem. Exactly. I think it comes down to, to two concepts that I heard. One is um, you're trying to find customers. <laughs> it's easier to find customers when you specialize. And the second yeah. is, uh, is what you talk about a lot in your blogging course, which is inbound marketing and the value of inbound marketing. Those conversations with customers who contact you are qualitatively different than when you're applying through the door of a company. And so, exactly. of, co of course, another specialization that I'd love to do more on and blog more on, which I haven't blogged about this at all, is the applying R to analyzing MySQL databases for modern web companies who have users and join users based on their activity. And, and, and that's what I did mostly at my, my last job. But it's very, it's harder to talk about that because all those databases are private. You know the right. Census Bureau is is all public data, so so that's how I wound up. I started here, but it, it's obvious to me. Um, I want to be talking about other stuff as well, but I just haven't tapped this market. And another point I want to make is my software for making Coropoth maps isn't 
isn't perfect. <laughs> you right. know, it, it uses, a, a, um, right now it uses a, a map, a graphing library called ggplot2, which isn't interactive. So you can't highlight over the regions and get data that way. There are no tooltips. And that's, a, as time goes on, that becomes a bigger and bigger limitation. And sometimes I fret about that, but there are a lot of people out there who, who like the advantage of it being in ggplot2 and like that it's it's not static and like that it it doesn't do some of the things maybe they don't like about the the interactive maps so even though the software doesn't solve all problems for all people that doesn't stop it being valuable to other people and i think that was something i didn't i didn't understand when it came to charging money i didn't understand that that wouldn't be a, a problem, you know? Right. So, um, so real quick here, I think, uh, we're, uh, we're running out of time, but I wanted to, I wanted to go through the process for everyone that's kind of listening that, you know, because we, you know, hopefully, hopefully we've convinced some, especially some open source developers that this is possible. You can, <laughs> you can actually do, do this because you've, you've done this. I mean, you came from a state of, of I, this doesn't seem possible to. Yes, hey, absolutely. Now it's, now it's, now it's your reality, right? You are selling a course and making money and you have an audience. Uh, so let's maybe if you could walk through the steps of, of building this kind of online business from the blog to the, to launch just, you know, I mean, we don't have time to go into a lot of depth here, but just so people get an idea of what this strategy is, because it's the same strategy. I mean, you're employing the same strategy that I do with Simple Programmer, and I, you know, they, they'll see it when they <laughs> when, when, you, sure. when you lay it out. I think. I think well, one thing that uh, may be different about my situation than others is that I started. I already had a project that yeah. that was fairly popular. I mean, it had been installed. I don't know. I, I'd already spoken at conferences about it. Let's let's put it that way. Right. And then, you know, when I went out on my own, I had this question of, of how to grow it and monetize it. So I think I started with, the, with that and I already knew people in the industry who used it or and who the open source community I want to point out is very supportive in general of other people's projects. They right. like to encourage other people to be successful in their projects. Um, and when it came time for me to go out on my own and be serious, the first step I did was to create a blog yep. to talk about updates. And I syndicated my blog, my R blog, my blog at a website called rbloggers.com, r-bloggers.com. And that gets a very large audience of R enthusiasts reading it every day. So that that was probably the biggest thing to help my blog not be um, to get to get an audience for my blog. And then right. the next the next thing I did was to do some guest blogging on authoritative R blogs uh, to yep. get a, a, a larger audience. And I did that. And then the next step after that was to create a free course about how to use my software. And I want to point out that my free course was basically a version of a free workshop I ran in person. Right. I recommend everyone who's serious about this to, to join Toastmasters and learn the basics of public speaking and go out and be in front of real people. I think uh, a problem I see in some online, well, there's a lot of, advice out there for marketing, online marketing. And if you just follow that, I think you'll miss a lot because being in front of people and communicating with real people and doing public speaking is very valuable. And it helps for getting to know people who are influencers in your, in your area. And the free course is really, that changed everything overnight because right. and, data- and just to clarify, the uh, the free course you're giving away this free course via email right so someone yes. signs up and they get this access to the course and you're delivering that course right yes and then from a business development standpoint I have the email addresses of people who like my content yeah and the reason when I say the course changed my life overnight I think I got 600 signups in my first weekend oh wow yeah and 
I, I can trace that back to two people on Twitter yeah. who, were, who were not our programmers. One was a mapping expert. Yeah. She runs a great mapping website. And all of a sudden, that shocked me because I, I thought, I'm an R mapper. I'm an R, guy, R programmer who's playing around with maps. But here's like a professional map person. And you know, it was like that scene in, in um, that Mike Myers movie where they say, we're not worthy. We're not yeah. worthy. <laughs> And another one was a very famous data visualization expert who'd written several books, and he tweeted about my free course. So yeah. that that changed everything overnight. And and all of a sudden, I had different niches that I was sort of stepping, uh, putting my foot in the water in. And then after that, the next big milestone. I did public speaking after that, but I, I think it wasn't as helpful for business development as, as I would have expected. Right. And then creating the paid course after that through Teachable was um, the next very big milestone. And I have a blog post, by the way, because I like contributing to other, helping other open source developers. That's a that's something I haven't monetized at all. It's just something I, I do because I think it's, it's very important. Um, I have a blog post I did on uh, as a guest blog on a big R, R forum on a, a big R blog, where I walk through how to create a online course and and I linked I linked to to your your free course actually at some point in that blog post I think I mailed you about that. Oh yeah, yep, yep, appreciate that. And so I'm, I'm now working on another blog post where I talk about like the basics of of launching, how I launched my course and I think um, that will be of value to people as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I wanted to really hit home the, the point to people like just to, uh, just the idea that it's, you know, you've got the blog, you get the email addresses and then you eventually in, you launch a course and you yes. that. And that's the primary, like that's how both of us make our, make the money primarily from our, our is we have, we're providing a lot of valuable content to people. We're giving, them something free in exchange for their email address and then we have the people that we can that are interested in what we're producing that we, that we can sell a product to when we launch that product and that's yes that's like it, it's like the magic like oh okay i can make money online too i can make build a business and absolutely yeah. oh ab absolutely yeah. the the hardest part there's a lot of hard parts in the beginning i, I mean i don't want to yeah yeah it's not that simple you know that's I, just and I want to just briefly say for the, the audience what the hardest parts, for me, the hardest, the hardest part is you're, you're really putting yourself out there. Yes. Uh, and some things aren't going to go well, right. you know, but, but it's, it's never as bad as you imagine it, it might be. Right. I, I want to get your opinion on something. Because sure. the, like, I, I was really shocked that I made $3,500 in the first month from this course. And uh, I want to get your opinion on this. What I'm finding is that for individuals, like individual contributors, it's very easy for them to buy a course. But right. they are, it's hard to sell them consulting services, I feel. I feel like right. the, the consulting services is a different audience maybe it's like managers who have who can write checks for a company um individuals maybe would are willing to buy like a coaching service but that never took off for me as a business i think i tried to do that because john morrow he is this great course on blogging that i that i, I bought called um boost blog traffic it was it had a lot of very valuable content in it but he his monetization suggestion was launching a coaching service. And uh, that might be good for some blog niches, like a, a parenting niche or a, or a weight loss niche. But I found that software engineers who were like reading a, a blog about statistical maps in R, uh, it, it felt it, it never really took off in a way that the course took off. And that, that was a very big surprise for me. And I'm wondering if you could just, but like I said, now that I have a course, the consulting leads I'm getting through inbound marketing are, are much higher value. 
Yeah. And, and I'm just wondering, I'm asking all the experts I know, people who are farther along than me, to comment on the difference between selling a product and a service and where they found one is better than the other. Well, I tend to, you know, to think without, you know, going too too deep into it. But no, no, no. I want you to go in depth. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is my secret agenda. (laughs) This is me interviewing you. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let you get off the hook. I want I want at least a fairly in depth answer here. All right. All right. All right. So I would I would say that you're that you're going to have the most success success from selling a service as a product. This is called productized, uh, you know, consulting or prior, you know, productization of, of a service. So what this really means is like, how can you take something that is normally a service that maybe you'd bill by the hour and make a package out of it and then sell that as a product that someone can buy. So even though you're technically, when you're delivering, you're, you're actually building something or you're, consulting or you're you're spending at your training your hours your actual hours for for this thing you know can you make that into a product that's that someone can buy and that and that usually is going to give you is going to be you're going to have more success with i think overall and and it scales right and then it's then you can you can you can market it better because you can have a sales page you can have this uh and you know, it, it takes a, a lot of the overhead as well. So that's that's where where I I, I come into it. Um, I really don't like. I mean, I, I really prefer. I think further down the path is, at least in my mind, is is going down the product path as much as possible because I I don't like trading time for money. I'd rather build a thing and I like to do things where my time is is being leveraged to a high degree so that I build a thing and then I and then it it benefits me for a long long time and so it's it's, it has an exponential effect as opposed to the linear effect so I don't know if that does that answer can you can you please give me an example of like speaking in the evolution of your own business development that is when you know maybe can you point to a time when you did that or maybe the first time that you did created a productized consulting thing and you were like hey this is really working and can you tell me about what you were doing before that so i could see the evolution of of how you applied that in just one example because i think this is yeah. this is really the this is very valuable information for me as you could imagine so, sure. just- so, so I even so okay. So I I really don't even do a lot of the productized consulting just because I don't do a lot of consulting because my time is now spent on creating and and running the the business rather than than that. But I was doing coaching like one on one coaching at an hourly rate for for some period of time, and that worked out fine. Except that you know it's it's the scheduling, it's the negotiating it's the setting up the the thing so finally actually <laughs> I, I don't really i don't even advertise it because again you know this is uh, but but i do I, I do offer coaching as product service most people don't know that because i have never advertised on here so so this is the first time that, that people are, are hearing this probably but i, I do when when people ask about it which is so i think it's at simpleprogrammer.com forward slash coaching dash services. But anyway, I've, I've packaged that up into coaching and I believe that my coaching is, uh, is $2,000 a month now for, uh, and, and I've got you know, basically three calls that, that I'll give you per month. And I'm, I'm, I'm selling it that way now. If, but again, I tend to shy away from it because I really even don't want to, I'm, I'm still not even really taking on very many people with that because even though that might seem like oh well, that was great you could build a whole business around that i don't want to really like you know I, there, i'm i'm selective in that in that that aspect but that's an example of of how you could do that and now you know it's someone can go and they can go to that sales page and they can see you know this is what what the requirements are to do the coaching this is the options that you have the packages that you can buy and when you buy this package this is what you're getting you're getting you know three phone calls unlimited emails whatever the particular thing is in that in that case 
I see. So you could have a done for you. I mean, you could have something like let's 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 make it specific to you, right? So let's say your your R, uh, you you could say you could have a done for you. Maybe like uh, I don't even know what the pricing. Like you'd have to kind of research the pricing. But I'm just gonna throw a number out here. Let's say that you have this a package for one thousand nine hundred ninety-seven dollars, <laughs> two thousand dollars, right? Someone can buy. And what it is, is you will go and you will take a, a basic set of data that someone has and you will make a choropleth <laughs> using your software, right? That, that, and, and that's, and that's it. And you could kind of outline, this is what, you know, I can take you know, some, this data for you and this, and, and, and maybe it's, maybe it's a $5,000 or $10,000 uh, or whatever it is, depending on, and, and, and maybe you have different price points along the line as the way, and you have different options. I'll, I'll create this and I'll do this. I'll create this. And, and plus you'll get a copy of my course so that you can do this. You know, I'll offer you six months maintenance, whatever it is, but you can basically productize it that way. And then it's, and then it's a package that you're, you know, I to... see. I I like I like that idea, um, and I want to just because, like I like I mentioned, um, one other point for the audience, just as an aside. Once I started selling something, I became less hesitant to buy things, <laughs> which is ironic. Yeah. Like like buying exactly. business consulting services on my end is is no longer something I I. Uh, I'm scared of. I'm less scared of people like ripping me off now that I'm I'm selling something. Like, of course, they'll give a refund, you know, as long as there's some right. like modicum of like uh, respectability about it. But um, Brennan talks a lot about uh, selling an outcome as opposed to right. a service. So what you're what you're describing there is, I'll, you're selling an outcome as opposed to just hire me for some unknown number of hours with some unknown outcome. That we would have to decide ahead of time. Here you're exactly. basically saying, "Oh, you want you have some data you want to make a map of." Boom, you know. And for me, the the details of my business would be. Um, in fact, this is a course I'm thinking of creating now. Is if you have a custom map that you need with some custom geometry, how to hook it up to my system. So I, I can totally see a interesting sales page based on what you just said. Um, that's really interesting. So thanks. That 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 perfectly answered yeah. my question, actually. Awesome. Well, I gotta gotta wrap it up here. I've actually got another another interview. Wow. <laughs> doing doing interviews today, but um, but uh, but yeah, I'm glad glad to help. And 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 I really do think that that's. I mean, that's that's the way I would would do it with it. The other one quick thing I'd I'd say about that is also it it cuts down that overhead right of negotiating and and getting on the. Skype call and doing the consultation and then, you know, so because they know exactly what they're getting, you, you don't have to do that. They can just click buy and then. Um, so so uh, before we before we wrap up here, uh, can you give uh, for everyone that's interested in your blog? I want to give you a chance to promote Thank your you. blog and your course. And uh, yeah, so so go ahead and uh, you know let people know where they can find you, where they can find your blog, where they can find your course if they want to learn more about are and great uh, my blog so my name is Ari Lamstein my blog is my website is at arielamstein.com and if you go there you'll see that uh, I also have a I the front page you'll see my free course a link to it learn to map census data at in R which will walk you through creating statistical maps and analyzing US census data at the state county and zip code level including looking at historical data. And my blog is at arielamstein.com slash blog. And there I talk about updates to my, uh, the software, the various software packages that I write. And those are not limited to US census data. I talk about World Bank data, US unemployment data. And I am hoping to continue on in this specialization of analyzing public data sets in R and mapping them. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, Ari. And, uh, and I wish you the best success, uh, you know, and, and let me know how, how it goes. I, I, I think the, you've got a long way you can go with this for sure. And, uh, and, and, and raise those prices. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, is it possible? I know that I didn't, 
I wasn't able to put my name on the bottom. Is there a, a way to maybe we could add that in later? Yeah, I'm going to talk to my editor. I'm going to see if I can get a, a link on there. At the very, at the very least, we'll get the, the get the description. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get something for you. All right, John. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Take care. Bye bye.